sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! And we're on now. I'm on a boat. I'm podcasting we're on a boat. I'm podcasting on a boat. I was just actually because I'm doing like a MySpace night dance party event thing, and I was like going through all the music that was from the like you know like that late 2000s era, and came across Lonely Island. I'm on a boat. And I was like, holy shit, this song's almost 10 years old already. Right. And it's, it's just so, so quick how they go so fast. <laughs> hey, stay on this boat. We got a, we got a guest on the boat with us. Yeah, got a pup, little pup. He's trying <laughs> to go make some new friends. I think. Yeah, we're docked on the North Shore right now, right outside of Heinz Field. It's a beautiful summer Saturday, and I'm sitting here with my friend Isaac. What's up, man? How you been? I've been good. You know, good, we man. we caught up a little bit on the ride over here, but you know, I'm still doing the same thing I've been doing. Still. Rapping, still playing in metal bands, doing this. I was saying that just last week. I did another podcast, and I was talking about you and a couple other acts that have been, like, steady doing their thing for years and years. And it's been awesome to watch you guys grow and progress and, like, see what direction everyone's going. And just to still be a part of the whole scene is, like, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we've... Beth, I remember, like, some of, like, my first bigger shows were with you involved. Like, whenever, like... Faded days. Right. And, you know, yeah, yeah. concert I mean, promoting and shit. stuff. Faded's been on the scene now for probably 12 years. Um, you know, and we started off doing the work with um, with Frank's band, Locophylum. And, you know, we, we started Faded Industry actually to kind of offset the band. So we had an entertainment company supporting the band rather than just calling up a, a club and saying, hey, we're a band, want to book the show. Yeah. We called up as an entertainment company. So that's kind of the quick version of how Faded came to be. <laughs> and then, um, you know, some of these other club promoters asked us if we would be able to start filling some bodies in the rooms. And um, apparently we had a knack for that through some good parties. And 12 years later, here we are. Definitely. Know? So that's a little foreshadowing. I'm going to drop my intro right now and then we will get on with the conversation. Nice. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes, and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode, my friend Brad from the band Arcane Haven. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it, and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge or today there's beer and beer in the cooler in the on cooler. this boat on the boat <laughs> and i'm here on my friend isaac's boat who you heard a little bit ago and for those of you who don't know isaac you know i just know you as a promoter you're a lot more than that but that's how we met and then we were just talking about faded and i think we can kind of get started there sure yeah i mean we we did we started as promoters and uh you know the evolution of where faded is now is more of a marketing consulting social media kind of company we still do um, we still do some bigger annual events but 
Uh, not like we used. I mean, we used to do weeklies and just all sorts of different kind of bar events and things like that. And it just grew out of it a little bit. Yeah. You know? Do you think that was more or less like, you know, losing interest or just finding more opportunity in other avenues and maybe just given letting other people kind of take over? that market or just a mixture of things i don't know like- kind of sort of i mean you know i did notice a time where where the um where the music acts started to fall off oh yeah a little bit and they no one wanted to work i mean i try to i've always tried to be a fair promoter i mean we've we've done some pay-to-play things but that's only because we've had to, to rent the venues and things like that you know i, I never had like, <laughs> you had to pay to play too so exactly. like you're, you're giving money to a boss above you but we were always like real real fair with people as long as they you know did put some effort forward they made good money too and they, they made money off the show without having to put anything out or take any risks. So it was it was always a win in my in my uh, in my opinion in that situation. But yeah, I mean we we did we we had the liquor, the liquor thing come through with click vodka and the tequila and some other opportunities. So we kind of just did shift our gears a little bit. Um, you know, we st- I still consult, we still co-promote with some people on some bigger shows and you know our our, our name is still out there, you know, thrown yeah, on some I bigger mean, events. People grow, and, you know, as a person, this is the thing I say a lot, like, you only have 100% to give, like, as a person or as a company, and the more things you're trying to do, that 100% kind of gets starts to get divided up. Right. There's only so much oh, yeah. you could do. No so, doubt. you know, if you're trying to do 10 things, and you can only put 10% into each of those things, you're not really helping any of those things. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. and that's, I mean, it's a huge problem that I have, because I do so much, and it's like... If I backed off on a couple of things, that would suck. But then maybe I'd be able to put more time into making something work rather than juggling. Yeah, they tell you, you know, to stay focused and try to keep keep your ground on a, on a couple of things. I mean, I'm probably stretched over a little bit more than a couple things. But um, <laughs> I always, I really, really like to stay productive and stay busy. Um, you know, I stay out of trouble that way. And yeah, I love being creative. I love being able to come up and brainstorm with people and and actually see things that we talk about start to happen it's it's always been a a real cool thing to to see now i remember kind of like that time you were talking about whenever music like the local scene kind of fell off for a couple years because i mean i was active through it and i was honestly i probably wasn't even doing a whole lot then but there just wasn't opportunity you know and that kind of like 2010 to 2012 or 13 Era. It was yeah. like a weird, like, two or three stagnant. years. It was just dead. But stagnant, I also remember man. that was, like, you know, around the time that uh, I started seeing, like, the Click Vodka thing starting to come through. Right. And I was always really curious, like, what the parallels between, like, getting into the alcohol game versus, like, being a promoter were. Like, well, it was, like pretty, how mu- how it was much pretty simple yeah. because, um, you know, our, our president, uh, Noah, actually was watching a couple different promoters, and what he really wanted to do for the, his brand, he didn't even really have the brand then. He just had an idea for a vodka concept. And, um, you know, he was just looking for a marketing company to kind of help promote the brand and he wanted it to be events driven so he was keeping his eye on some other promoters in in the city and and determined that we were probably the best fit for the brand 
and um, made us an offer for our company, which we still ran our company, but then we were purchased by the bigger company, by the Spirits Company, and then we became the official marketing arm of that company. So now we've since uh, developed a couple of other brands. We've got a sparkling wine called Cosmopolitan Diva now, and uh, we work with, uh, with some moonshine people, and we've got a gin coming out. So some other things are happening. I mean, Click is still there. It's still selling well in 17 or 18 states. Um, we have a couple different countries that it's into where that's where kind of our focus is now for Click is to um, to try to find some more good international clients to sell them a container at a time instead of this you know pallet at a time here and there like take a whole shipping container and let's let's run with it you know totally totally it just it increase I imagine it would be like no different than music like increasing distribution and getting rid of like bulks of product at one point in time yeah. rather than like a little bit here a little bit there it's all the same you know what i mean if, if you got a vodka and nobody drinks it what good is it if you got music and nobody <laughs> hears it what good is it yeah so it's it's you gotta get it out there definitely so outside of promoting and you know the click stuff and everything else like what's your free time like we're sitting on a boat like what's yeah, as I mean, busy as busy as we are, we still have time to sit on a boat on a Saturday. The nice thing about what we do now for social media too, though, is I got a little Wi-Fi hotspot, so I can work right here. You know, that's very true. And I, that's what I've loved about the the direction the company's gone is that we can do that. I mean, I can be in Florida. I love to travel, uh, and just to be able to to do my work from anywhere and still make that money is is a blessing. And I think more and more people today are starting to telecommute to work and do those types of things. Um, it's it's awesome, man. It's it's truly truly awesome to be able to still make your money and do whatever you want. Yeah, I told you, like, kind of on the way over here, like the podcast for me is a way to be socialized and still be productive. Yeah. A lot of the times people will ask me like, you know, I don't know how you do so much shit. And it's just like, to me, it's simple. You do it's it. Just, <laughs> I just do it. I, I, every little thing that I do in my day, I find a way to make it productive. Exactly. Find a way to make it one step closer to the end goal, no matter what it is. Right. You know what I mean? Even if I'm like out to eat somewhere, if I'm out to eat somewhere and I think the food's really good, I'm going to find a way to get a hold of somebody there and get them on the podcast or exactly. do something like that. Get like, a sandwich out of it or something <laughs> exactly. at least, right? <laughs> just always like, it's kind of weaselly, but in a way it's just how I'm wired. I'm I always, mean, I'm just always on. I'm always thinking about how to network and connect and just stay productive. These people need need help promoting their things too, and they don't even know it sometimes. You know, we, we started doing, a, I started producing a, a cocktail TV show with Stephen Kowalczyk, who was the cocktail chef. And it's a live TV show we're doing just on Facebook Live every week. And what we're, we're doing, starting to do now is go to these smaller distilleries and breweries and things like that and film the show live from there. And they love it because it's kind of like a diners, dive-ins, and drive, or diners, whatever yeah. the whatever the hell that show is. Meets Guy like, Fieri. Meets like Chopped, meets like like a tour show. Like It, it has yeah. all those elements, and they're, they're getting to show their, hey, hey, dog's trying to get off the boat. Hang yeah, on. don't do that. Stay here. <laughs> but um, no, but aside of, um, you know, aside of the, the cocktail stuff, too, I, I even volunteer a lot of time. I've been working with Pittsburgh Normal, the, the marijuana advocacy group for about six years, too. Um, you know, I started off as a 
recreational user and I was kind of in it for personal reasons. But honest to God, man, like after a couple of years, you start meeting these veterans and these, these children that are patients that are really, really being helped by this medicine right now. And um, it kind of just kind of struck my struck my heart chords, you know? Yeah, no. So it was, uh, I'm still really passionate about it. I've been doing Pittsburgh Normal for about six years now. Um, we're, we're off to Michigan in a couple weeks for the Cannabis Cup up there. And just to see where that's headed to anymore has is, is been really positive for me because six years ago it was still pretty taboo, but now over 88% of Pennsylvania is in support of legalization in one form or another. So we could talk about it a lot more now freely, and it's cool. Totally. You know, like, I've never been a smoker, never my thing, but I'm obviously surrounded by it. Right, being a musician, right. And, and like, it's never been a thing that I didn't support. Like, it's whatever you want to do, it's cool. And I I think that it blows my mind that it's not okay to do it still. Right. It's just, it's like all the other things in the world that you could do. You could drink your face off. You could take as many prescription pills as you want. You could find heroin on any street corner probably nowadays. But (laughs) a plant that grows like a a tomato you can't even have and consume I mean, how much of it do you think this just has to do with like money? Oh, it's it's all about money. Even with PA's legalization right now, I mean, the way that they did things with – with not giving PA citizens home grow is you can tell they're after the money. They're going for this corporate. They had the uh, the awards to see which of these places got the grow ops and which of these places got the dispensaries. That was all political. I yeah. Mean, no question about it. I'm definitely like interested to know more about things like that because especially on the show, I, I we never talk about marijuana on the show. I just don't have the people on with, the mindset. So I'm kind of curious to, you know, dive more into this. Well, I mean, I can tell you the basics of what I know. And, um, you know, if we want to, if you want to do another show specifically (laughs) about that, I'll get, I'll get the man that you need to talk to. It's our our executive director, Patrick Nightingale. And, um, I mean, I, I handle, I handle pretty much everything from the events to our merchandise to our logistics, but any of the political or legal stuff, man, I leave that to the pro. I just, it's, it's not, not what I want to do. I'm not really about being a political activist. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've, we've gone to Harrisburg and I've held some signs and things like that, but I'd rather be on the back end, putting all that together, scheduling the bus to get all those people out there, just kind of making things work. Definitely. Now, as far as, you know, the future, like what are some things you're working on now? Cause we were heading over, you were talking about doing some stuff in Florida with a, you know, like an idea that you had? Well, I told you, um, you know, they, they, I had a little studio going in McKee's Rocks. Uh, it was kind of a production studio, multi, multi-use space, and we had rented it out for some private parties, and I guess the township got wind of it, and we're saying that we were operating as an illegal venue, even though these were private parties, just like a house party. So we don't really want to fight City Hall. If they're not looking to, to have the opportunity there, then we're going to take the concept and move it somewhere else. Um, I happen to have a friend in Florida who's got a, a really cool palm tree farm with like 73 acres of palm trees and big-ass barn on it with a big walk-in cooler converted to a uh, recording studio. So we're going to, um, I think we're going to move that concept down to Florida on Pine Island. 
and give it a whirl down there. I mean, it's the same concept. It's production. It's well, photography, videography, video shoots, events, things like that. I mean, that's that's what's we're there, and there's a need for that anywhere in the country. Oh, definitely. Just kind of thinking about how the the <coughs> DIY kind of punk, just like the DIY scene in Pittsburgh is right now. There are a collection of house venues in Pittsburgh right now. Um, and I mean, there have been for years, but a lot of them kept getting shut down because of things like social media and people posting events and people like police end up finding out where these house shows are and it gets shut down. Yeah. But now all of these kids are at a level now where it's like, you can't go to these shows if you don't know. And it's like at a point where like people will try to message people like, where's this show? And it's like a random unnamed Facebook account. And right. like kids are like, fuck you cop like not telling you where the show is and it's at that level now and i think it's super cool that it's like i mean it's unfortunate that it needs to be that way but i'm really happy that like the kids are smart enough to know not to post the shit all over social media now and just like doing what they need to do to make the shit happen because it's the only way they can make it happen right well i mean you have i guess you had to look at both sides of the fence where you got to find out and let people know about the event but then again, you don't want it to be too out there so everyone can... Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like the events are, they're, like, posted on Facebook, but there's just no addresses. Right. And all the venues kind of have, like, weird, almost, like, code names that don't make sense. Right. You know, and it's just sort of like if you're in the know, you're in the know. I think that's kind of what happened at our space, too, is, I mean, we we never put out put out the events from our page. It was always other people that, that tagged it or whatever, but... I mean, they come in, they had all kind of shit printed from, oh, from yeah. other people's pages. So they, it, they they knew what was going on, and, you know, it was unfortunate. I mean, with, you know, with the uh, Roxy coming back in, the McKee's Rocks and everything like that, you would think that they would embrace culture and, you know, having something to do for the kids, things like that. And, and everything we did there, man, we had, we had zero issues. I mean, every once in a while you get someone that got a little too much liquor in them, but... That's that's natural, you yeah. know. <laughs> that happens. But other than that, I mean, people love the events. They love the space. They love having a, a cool place to go and being able to do what they love to do, which is music and art. You know. Yeah. So I don't know, like, why the city has such a problem with art. <laughs> it's, it's a good question. I mean, I understand I mean, that, like, you know, Pittsburgh is a sports town. I mean, granted, it is the weekend of the Three Rivers Arts Fest. But if yeah. you walk around the fucking Arts Fest, half the shit you're going to see are photographs of Pittsburgh. Right. <laughs> it's not like a... I mean, I think for the most part, there is a lot of cultural diversity in town, totally. for sure. Um, but, I mean, you go to you go to places like Chicago, that their art scene is just astronomical man it's it's really really cool I mean, there. there's people here that are trying they're trying their damnedest yeah oh yeah i mean i that's what that's one thing i will say too is you know we talked about the stagnant part of uh of what was going on here in town but there is definitely a resurgence of art music right oh, yeah. now uh you know with deutschtown music festival those guys have been doing that for a couple years that's a great it's their fifth event. year this year fifth year already yeah. i mean I mean, remember back we were doing Faded Fest for yeah, all I was those just years. Gonna, I was going to bring up Faded Fest in a bit. Uh, we had we had the same kind of concept, you know, put all kinds of music under one roof, and then we kind of just 
we kind of lost the venue when Station Square went went under. And I tried it one year in Southside at all the different venues. And yeah. I ended up buying this bicycle from a pawn shop just so I can get from venue to venue. <laughs> and it logistically was a nightmare. So in, in, in order to do it like where I am kind of keeping my hands on the pulse of it, I needed it to be closer. Now, there's, there's a, another way you can do it and have a different stage manager at each venue and not worry about the individual v- venues. But I think that's what they do with, like, Things like Deutsch Town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they kind of have to because their venues are so so far spread apart that one person would never be able to, to no way. maintain them all or yeah. whatever. But I mean, that's a that's a great example. And you know, your crew, the Epicast guys, uh, Josh and those uh, Buzzy, all those guys up at Work Hard Pittsburgh. It, it you know, the, there's a, a group of young, younger, intellectual creative types that are starting to really do some do some big moves here in town and um i can't i can't wait to see where we're at in a couple of years my goal is not to leave pittsburgh because uh you know it's it's my it's my hometown it's beautiful here i love it here but um i'm gonna be bouncing around from place to place too and making more opportunities happen yeah you have to there's that's you know a problem that is really easy to get into if you get super super busy Mm-hmm. You get stuck here. Right. Just because, I mean, I'm doing shit here, but it's all here. And it's like, when can I, how am I going to figure out how to just, you know, draw the line and be like, okay, I'm going to play out of town now and do this. But it's like, oh, shit, well, I have that other thing already coming up, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Have you done any regional tours Oh, or my God. I just spilled man some beer. down, man down. I apologize. It's all good. It's a boat, man. Most of it went on me. Don't yeah. worry about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Alcohol abuse, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we we ha- we do do out of town stuff, but it's very, it's not regular, mm-hmm. and it's sporadic. It's just not consistent enough that. I mean, I make friends and connects. Yeah, and I have fun, which at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's sure. Just, Keep yeah, I mean, your, your, spirits your, up. Your, your show's always been energetic as shit, too, man. I mean, you definitely put on a performance for people. So if you've, if you've never seen him, you definitely should <laughs> see him, man, because you will, you will be entertained. Um, and I think, you know, if you worked with a, with a right agent or something, I think they'd be able to get you gigs uh, out of town. But yeah. then again, the, the DIY thing, man, you're, you're better off kind of figuring out who you'd pair with better in these different markets and... Uh, you know, kind of work that out yourself, do a show trade with some of oh, these yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, that's stuff that we have done and it works. It's weird, you know. Uh, artists are weird. There are people that you think you would pair really well with mm-hmm. and then you get to talking to them and you just don't. Mm-hmm. And then, like, most of the time, the people that I've made the best connections with are people that, if you would have just played me their music or, like, I would have never guessed in a million years that we would be homies and helping each other out the way we are. Right. So yeah. it's like, at least in my experience, it's just been best to take every logistic opportunity that comes your way and just be cool to everybody. But, right. you know, over all the years, again, like what I've learned is like, I don't have a lot of friends in the hip hop community right. and I never have for whatever reason. Yeah, man, we're the city of bridges. You don't want to burn them. You know what I mean? No, yeah. <laughs> That's for sure, uh, and just w- once again, always tried to um, always try to just be cool with people and present present them an opportunity and let them uh, let them run with the opportunity and see what they can come up with. I remember some of the like pretty much the only like 
and there are some hip hop shows that I play every once in a while, but I remember whenever, you know, Faded Fest was in swing, that's when I was first starting to perform and like playing the hip hop stage at Faded Fest right. and feeling so out of place, but not knowing where else I belong because I was new in the scene. Right. Yeah. And then it was, a, you know, a little bit different because there, you know, there's obviously there's hip hop and there's different even genres of hip hop. And, you know, what I what I always loved about Faded Fest, though, was, you know, you'd walk from that hip hop room into the metal room and you'd have hip hop people in the metal room loving what they heard and making friends. We had some good collaborations come out of that show for sure. Um, this is people that were working together that you would have never expected to work together. <laughs> but that's it's always been it's always been cool to um, to kind of watch your efforts makes make some fluidity with with uh, another project yeah you know? do you miss doing anything like that uh i miss the live shows but when i had when he had the the space over in the rocks i mean it was it was kind of different to be on the opposite side of that spectrum for a while where i had the space and we rented the space for the private parties and then it didn't matter to me how the event went who showed up if the artist was going to perform if they weren't going to show up so it was kind of cool um I, I do miss it, uh, but I, you know, I think that there will be a time and a place when I'll probably do another performance, and who knows, the, if the right venue comes along again, I could bring Faded Fest back. I, I think it would, I think it would take right off, right where it left off, too. Definitely. Did you ever play music yourself? Um, sort of. I mean, I've been, I, I sing, so I've been in some cover bands, and I had an original band when I was in high school. Uh, I've always loved music. I've always been involved in music. I was a stagehand for IOTC Local 3 for a number of years, too, working at the theaters. So I've always been involved in and around it. Uh, I still will do some occasional singing, some cover stuff with some people, and I have done a couple little crazy R&B hip-hop collaborations, too, that, <laughs> that no one would really expect to hear from this white boy, you know? But, um, yeah, so, yes and no. I mean, I I have had a band. I've had, um, I've had some other musical projects, too, but I don't play anything. I play a little hand percussion, and, but... Did you ever want to, or was it just sort of... You know, whatever comes your way. You just that want to play? Did you ever like want to play any instruments? Yeah, I mean, I took piano lessons for a while, and then I, I, um, I was also skateboarding at that time, so I ended up breaking both of my wrist bones, <laughs> and that kind of really hindered my playing ability. And then it was, you know, it was like your teenage years, and you find women and pot and things like that, and there, there you have it. I'm like, I, I'm, I consider myself a decent singer. So I'm I'm cool. You got with, that. That's that's I'm, good. I'm cool with yeah. I'm cool with that. I feel like there are a lot less decent singers than other instruments in the world. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot good, of good singers of and good singers too. There, man. there are a lot. There are a lot. But I mean, it's hard to find a good singer. It's hard to find a good drummer. Yeah. Don't get me started on drummers, man. <laughs> drummers and DJs are my arch nemesis in Pittsburgh. DJs especially. I mean, <laughs> why? Well, here's the thing. I mean, we just talked about. It. I mean, I'm a, I'm a music guy. We we love live music, and to me, DJs do not embrace what live music is. I mean, I get it. I get why there's so many of them. And honestly, it's really a love hate love relationship with these DJs. I don't really hate them all. Um, I mean, 90% of my friends are DJs, which is, I don't know if that's saying more about my friends or more about DJs, but (laughs) 
regardless, I mean, I I embrace it. It's like you can't beat them, join them. Totally, uh, totally. I actually was going to start a uh, a little reggae DJ project called Rastafar Isaac. Uh, and I didn't really, I didn't even really want to DJ. I just kind of wanted to. You like the name? Yeah, I wanted the, you know, the the performance aspect of it, the artists kind of side of it. Uh huh. I'll press buttons like the rest of them. Yeah, dude, <laughs> DJing fucks me up. Um, I've come into DJing some events um over the past couple years. I don't really consider myself a DJ by any means, but I mean, I have the equipment, and uh, I was doing, you know, some events just because somebody was looking for somebody to do some events and I was like it's an easy way to make money. I've made way more money DJing than I ever have playing original music and that's kind of fucked up. It is, There's right? part of me that's like cool like it's I will gladly just sit here and push buttons for a few hours and take home a few hundred dollars. That's great. Right. But then there's part of me that's like wait, like there's songs that I've slaved over for, you know, an undescribable amount of time that mm-hmm. I have, you know, I go to show, I play shows and I don't get handed a cent. Right. Exactly. It's so Sometimes weird. You're even paying. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess you can kind of blame that on, on some of the people too. It's like, you know, everybody, you go to a, a bar or something you see a live band, they're expecting to hear covers, you know? I mean, if I go see a band, I want to hear what, I want to hear what that band's capable of. I want to know what their music is like. Um, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like it. There's a time and a place for a cover band. You're you're hammered at a fest, you know, at a fair totally, or something yeah. somewhere. You want to hear some songs, you know. I get that, but people have to embrace that this is art. This is these musicians. This is their form of art, and to not let them play their original music and demand covers. I mean, some bands won't even get booked because they don't play any covers. That just blows my mind. I mean, granted, it's something that I don't. I've never really dealt with personally, mm-hmm. just in the demographics I'm in. You know, I'm I do hip hop and I do metal. I yeah. imagine if I was in a rock band, that would probably be something that I came across a lot more. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I was trying to book at bars and things like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, where what who's who's all even still doing shows like venue wise now? I mean, we got what the Moose is still doing stuff. Uh, sure. Uh, Diesel still has some shows, but yeah. I think it's like Bash Entertainment. Yeah, it's Big like, Bash. Okay. And Mr. Wh- Ronaldo. Else? Yeah, who else? <laughs> Mr. Smalls is still doing some shows. Smalls, you got uh, Rex, Rex Theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Smalls Rex- opened up that, they have that venue on the second floor now, which is like a club cafe-esque type space. Oh, they what, like- the little, um, the little, like, what they call it, like a listening room or something Well, like it's that. the fun house. The but fun they, house, yeah, But yeah. what they did was they, like, gutted, like, they tore out some of the walls and, like, built a new stage and like redid that whole yeah. upstairs area. So it's like it's basically club cafe yeah, on the second tiny, floor. Yeah, it's though cuz I think I just filmed a um I fil- did a live broadcast of a show there. I want to say about a month and a half ago. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's small but it's a good like DIY space like it's like a 150 or 200 cap room maybe. Yeah, even really? I'm, you think I'm, it's that yeah, much? Yeah. Huh, definitely. I guess they had some seats out when I was there so it didn't look like it was going to be yeah. all that many. Um, but another, uh, I, you know, another venue that I definitely want to shout out is, um, James street, man. They, oh yeah. They've yeah, yeah. been crushing it lately. Kevin and his family over there, man. They it's, it's been incredible because they've got a couple different places to do shows. They are only doing live music there. And that's, that's just really, really like rewarding to people. So I definitely want to shout those guys out and 
thank them for for doing that and m- keeping the music alive in Northside too. Yeah, James Street's a really really cool venue. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's other places. Roboto still exists on the DIY spectrum. Mm-hmm. Howlers, okay, Hambones, gotcha. uh, Spirit, Spirit in Lawrenceville. Spirit, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, that's been a, an up and coming one too. Seeing a lot of good things happen there. Um, Kativo. I yeah. guess is another one. Yeah, yeah, Kativo. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, we could always have some more though. So if you're <laughs> out, if you're out there and thinking that you could you should start a venue, give it a whirl, man. Give it a try. You can only say that you tried and you either fail and if you fail, it doesn't matter. Try something else. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how do you feel, you know, with like you've done so many different things and you continue to just do a ton of things. Do you look back at anything that you've done that you don't do anymore as it being a failure or more or less just like you decided to move on? Yeah. I mean, I think it's moved on. Every, everything that I think we've done, we've done well. And, um, I mean, we've had, we've had some shows and some things that don't do well, obviously, but you always will have that. Um, I, you know, I like to say that without trying, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to ever achieve anything. So, no, man, I, I don't I don't have any regrets for things that we've done. Uh, I'm, I'm always looking forward to the future. I can still do any of the same things that we did again. Uh, I, I've not burned any of my bridges. Um, I can work. You know, we still have great relationships with a, a ton of important people in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's definitely been a lot of fun through the years to to be in this scene and to, uh, to, to have this network of people as, as, uh, friends and associates. Yeah. It's just, it's so wild to think that, you know, like, fuck that first faded fest. Was that 2007 or eight? Yeah. Like honestly, almost 10, 10 I, years, dude. That's... It's been a long time. And I can't even remember. I mean, like Mac Miller was played the first faded fest. Like I think Wiz Khalifa Wiz, did too. I don't think he played faded fest ever, but Wiz Khalifa. No, he did play faded fest. Did he? Yeah. I, I know I, he played our one. We had a one-year anniversary party no, at Deja Vu, where Luke Woolley's Wild Alaskan Grill is now. That was Deja Vu, and Faded had their one-year anniversary party there, and Wiz played that. No, no, he definitely played the first Faded Fest because I've played with Wiz twice. Okay, the and first Faded time Fest was then, and I, I played right before him. Nice, because all of these knew, people huh? were coming into the room, and I was like, oh man, people were watching me. <laughs> Here, everybody's just waiting to see Wiz. That's all it was. Right. And then I played with him again, like a year or two later, at the Irish Center. Oh, wow. Yeah, which wow. was that was still like right before you know shit. This was all pre Black and Yellow. You right. know what I mean? He was a big deal, but like wasn't where yeah. obviously where he is now. He wasn't like you know doing songs with Katy Perry and shit. I I uh, you know I'm, I'm I don't have anything bad to say about Wiz. I just I, Me I'd either. like to see him. I'd like to see him be a little bit more diverse in his lyrics. Sometimes I guess. I mean uh, I mean he's he's pretty one track on the weed and everything, which which normally I, I wouldn't give a shit about. But uh, you know I feel like something. I always wonder when it gets to a point where. When you have, when you stop becoming an artist and you start becoming a brand and like all these people are kind of funding the thing and I feel like you're not the only person that has say over the things that you say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure that like if he wanted to write, I'm sure he probably writes shit and brings it to the table and they're like, this is cool, but it's not what we need for this market or this demographic. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know what goes into like marketing a product that's 
on that sort of level. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, we've had some dealings with Benji too in Rostrum, and he's always been good to us and uh, you know helped us when when we when he could. And um, it was excited exciting to see him actually sign Modson too, which is um, our friend from way back in the day from up in Minnesota. Yeah, I remember seeing um, him like come through a yeah, good bit we, and play. We, yeah, we brought him through, man. When when he was when nothing was going on, this was right after he was getting off of uh, Warp Tour with with uh, Scary Kids Scaring Kids. He was drumming for them or something. This is oh, okay. his, his new thing. So we brought him in uh, and worked with, you know, had him working with Normal and things like that because he's pretty active in the in the cannabis scene as well. Uh, but then I, I, we did a couple fundraising efforts for Pittsburgh Normal, and I reached out to all these, all these bigger names who only talk about weed. And, you know, man, I couldn't get one of them to support any of our fundraising efforts. It was a little bit disappointing to me because of that. I mean, these guys are making their living off of talking about weed and singing about weed and they couldn't even help us out a little bit, you know? It was, yeah. It was thumbs down on that particular thing. <clears throat> but, I mean, again, like, who who's to say, like, again, like, it's probably not their call 110%, even if they want to do it. I guess. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know how... It works when you're on that level yeah, I mean, and you have signed, managers have and agents and to. yeah, like, you know, oh, we can't have your name attached to this, even though you talk about weed all the time. It, I don't know. It, shit's weird. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. And I don't really know what the reasonings were, but, you know, I just kind of wanted to throw it out there that we, we didn't notice it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can you do right. at the end of the day? Yeah, just, I mean, we still we still had good good uh, fundraising efforts things like that and we still had a successful campaign but just imagine what we uh what we could have done if if we would have had like a whiz or a mac behind us too we we could have i think did our uh fundraising efforts by about tenfold oh definitely you know so it, it's funny to see like I don't know. I think it's great that both of those artists have blown up the way that they have and it's just it's but it's still very interesting to me that yeah. You know, it's came like, here from, you know, from are, Pittsburgh, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I remember seeing, like, Mac Miller at get-go. Yeah. You know? And, like, it's just, like, now it's, like, this huge thing. But that's... It's awesome. I liked, he did... Um, I saw this one concert from Mac. I think, actually, Ariana Grande was with him, too. And it was, like, real chill vibe. Oh, wait. Who was it with? Um, what are they called? The... Uh, they're I don't a British know. band. I don't know. Let me think of it. Uh, Are they a real band? They're well, they're hip, they're hip hop, but they're more like rootsy hip hop, like with the with the live like the streets. No, that's not them. No, it's like I want to say like Interpol or something, but it's not. Well, yeah, it's it's (laughs) it's a one word, a one word name, and if I think of it, I'll shout it out. Okay. It was a great show I saw with them, uh, with with him doing that. It was real funky and real real soulful. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, Max, Max doing his, his thing, I definitely love his style. I, I think he's got a, a great performance style, and, you know, it's, it's once again, I, I'm never going to hate on, on anyone's success. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad when people are successful. Yeah, I think that that's, it's important to note that. Even, uh, I don't know if you're super familiar with uh, Code Orange. They're like the hardcore band from Pittsburgh. They're signed to Roadrunner now. Okay. I mean, they've been touring for, like, nonstop for the past, you know, almost seven years at this point, it yeah. seems like, you know, but, uh, that was the type of thing where, you know, they were really big in the DIY punk hardcore scene here. Mm-hmm. And then 
you get signed, and then uh, all of a sudden everybody in Pittsburgh doesn't think you're cool anymore. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. They're haters. Like, like, I mean, what? what? Hey, we and we we experienced that too. We even when Fader Fest was happening, like, you know, if you're you're performing a show with a bunch of other acts. You should stick around and support those other acts as much as you can. You know, not just come in, bring your people in, and then leave right after. I mean, like this is a this is a, a network. It's a it's a strong. It's a community that we're, yeah, we're it's building just, here. It's just not like that for everyone, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't mean, know why. I think definitely over the years, though, it's it's mellowed out, and people are starting to realize that there's strength in numbers, and it'll it'll be just beneficial for you to be friendly and cohesive with people. You know. Yeah, I think it's a lot of people have a. Uh, do we need to? No, no, you okay. <laughs> we have some uh, some other guests coming on the boat now. We're gonna cruise the Arch Festival in a little while yeah. here. Not so. a problem. That's just. Uh, I'll make a quick little cut and then you know I'll splice it together. Oh, yeah. Nobody will know the difference. You can edit. You can do all <laughs> your edits, whatever you want. I get. I get all that. But uh. What was I going to say? Shit. Where were, we, where were we at? We were talking about... We were talking uh, about artist cohesion and working oh. together, things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have this problem of ha- take, having a hard time... Yeah. People have a hard time realizing that it's not just about them. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to go to shows that you're not playing and go out and support. You could still promote yourself at shows you're not playing. Yeah. You know, oh, go yeah. out and talk to people, network, that's be a part of be the doing. scene. I mean, like, that's that's what we used to when we used to go to other shows to to promote our own shows and things like that. I mean, go out and make friends, meet people. You know, you never know who you could use in a in a studio setting or as a as an instrumentalist. You know, you want some hip hop guys might want a live band. They can meet a live band while they're out. Yeah, you, just, you never know who you're gonna meet. Exactly, it's important to just stay cool. But you some people, I, I think, I think it comes down to don't be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's you know, it's 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 really really hard to be an asshole. So I don't know why people waste so much energy. Like I don't try- think it's too difficult to be an asshole. No, I, I think, think there's quite is. a few people that get that pretty down pat here. No, I mean, but I mean, like, it takes a lot of work to be an asshole, yeah, I guess is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's not I mean, hard to do it, but it takes a lot of work. I, I guess And it kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning of the conversation, where find a way to do everything, like, make everything that you do productive in some way. Right. I mean, you can make going out to a show very productive, even if you're not playing, even if it's not about you. Right. You can still make it productive, because if people see that you're a part of the community, they're going to want to keep keep you involved in the community yeah you know yeah i mean and i still um you know if if any acts or any anyone has questions for me even though we don't do and book the shows anymore you know i i will still consult if an act has anything that they want to know about like you know what should we do about booking a tour what are kind of tips and things like that i'm I'm always happy to share that information i mean uh, you know, I'm always I like a, I'm like a sponge where I absorb all this information, but then I'm more than happy to squeeze myself out and, and extract <laughs> that information too to to anyone else that might need it. I mean, knowledge is power. The more you know, right? Definitely. So you know, I guess we'll uh, wrap up in a moment here. Thank you. What would you say? Like, what do you think? Like, the most important thing anyone needs to kind of just do what they want to do like what do you think what do you think it is uh 
Whoa. I think the, the biggest key is don't be afraid of it. Don't fear it. Uh, if you have something that you want to do, the only thing that's going to hold you back from doing it is yourself. Sure. You know, I so think, yeah. take, take your chances and try it. You know, like I said, a, a failure, a failure is not a bad thing. A failure is something that you tried that didn't work out necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you have a major fuck up and you do some damage, I guess that's one thing. But for the most part, having something that doesn't work out the way you thought it was, you're, you're only going to learn from that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just procrastinate because they build things up to be more difficult in their head than they really are. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely. I mean, there's people that won't do things just because they're afraid of doing things and they'll, they'll never know. I mean, how do you how will you ever know if you're going to be successful at something unless you give it a whirl? You know, I don't know. You just got to do it. I mean, you're you're out there proving that right now. You know, duty. Like I said, it's been it's been phenomenal to watch you over the years go from stage to stage and you're still out there and everything that you still do has that professional quality about it too you know you're not just out there half-assing it up when you do a show you put it together properly you promote it properly you take all the right steps um so you know just kudos to you i want to commend you for being that Thank way you. over the years <laughs> and um, much appreciated yeah no doubt man i mean i respect where respect is due and you definitely deserve my respect Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. It's awesome to be sitting here, you know, 10 ish years later. Yeah. Still chatting, still bullshitting, yeah, and still. about how we, we performed with Wiz Khalifa. I don't even remember him being on my show. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal at the time. <laughs> nah, not at that time. <laughs> no. I mean, even still now, if he, played, if he played a show now, I wouldn't. I'd still have the same feeling. I mean, like, I guess you kind of have that little rock starish kind of thing. But at the end of the day, man, we're all still human beings, and we all totally still deserve each other's respect and should command each other's respect. Absolutely. So, anything on the horizon that you want to shout out, or people you want to shout out before we wrap it up? Well, I had this really, really cool production space, <laughs> but, but we're gonna move that to Florida. No, um. You'll, you'll probably still see a couple events from Faded this year. Mask, maybe our New Year's event again. Uh, so keep, keep your eye out for those. Look for our new products. Uh, look for me on the water. We'll be down here hanging out <laughs> on the boat. Um, yeah, man. And once again, we're just, I'm just going to try to stay in that consultant kind of, um, I'm kind of going to move to that guru kind of Yoda position here in town where just ask me questions and answer I shall. That's important. A lot of people have a lot of questions and not enough people have answers. Right, so. exactly. But yeah, man, anyone out there listening, feel free to reach out to me if you have specific questions about the industry or about you know something in your career that you want to do. Um, I'm happy to share my knowledge if I have any that would benefit you. Nice. And uh, I'll do my outro and we'll hang out on a boat. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming down today on the boat. Um, yeah, thanks gonna, for having me. Hang out for a little bit and enjoy the weather and oh, yeah. check out some sights. I like um, it. But once again, thanks for having me on, man. You're this very is, welcome. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Isaac, again, uh, I don't have anything. I kind of have something to cheers you with. I have like a sip to cheers with. Cheers. Thanks for inviting me on your boat. If, uh, you know, you like the conversation, be sure to check out stuff Isaac's doing. Reach out to him if you have a question, yada, yada, yada. I'm on Facebook. You can find me, Faded Industry, Island Underground, Pittsburgh Normal, 
Click Vodka, Cosmopolitan Diva. The list goes on and on. Yeah, keep up. <laughs> exactly. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2017. Whoop. Woo. Give me your best whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Sykes, my brother. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yes, sir. Nice.